You're listening to Uniquely Beautiful Stories with Heather McIneer, a place for you to find encouragement to fully live your uniquely beautiful life. Hi, friends, and welcome back to the Uniquely Beautiful Stories podcast. I'm your host, Heather McIneer, and I'm so glad you're tuning in here again. I want to thank you for joining us right here in this podcast space. Each week, we bring you stories of redemption and beauty, often coming from hard and confusing places, in hopes that you will find encouragement to go out and fully live your own uniquely beautiful story. This week's podcast is brought to us by Cedar Creek Dental Associates. If you're in the Oklahoma City area looking for quality dental care, we sure hope that you would check out the website at okcsmile.com. We know that you'll find an amazing staff and top-notch dental care that I promise will keep you smiling for years to come. Each week, I love to bring you stories from my real-life friends who I've seen God show up in very big ways in their lives, and today is no different. I'm so excited to introduce you to my friend, Lindy Green. Lindy was born and raised in Oklahoma City. She comes from a big and connected family, and she is a woman who's passionate about caring for others and advocating for the voiceless and the hurting. Her stories is really one of my favorites. It's a lot of fun. It brings a lot of joy. So I'm super excited for you guys to meet my friend Lindy today. Hi, Lindy. Hello. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) Thank you. I'm so excited that you're here. And as you know, this is the Uniquely Beautiful Stories podcast, and we love to share ways that God shows up kind of in our mess. Yeah. <laughs> and then bring something really beautiful. For sure. And we both know that that's your story. Uh, there's a lot of that in the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so Lindy and I kind of go way back. I was trying to remember my earliest memories of her. And I mean, I knew your mom. We both worked in the middle school ministry when mm-hmm. she was pregnant with Grace. Oh my gosh. So you're so right. Yeah. So that's way back. And then <laughs> she had Grace and dropped off for middle school ministry, uh-huh. which is understandable. Yeah, reasonably so. <laughs> so that was her fifth child. Uh-huh. So you would have been like 11, okay. 10 or 11. Uh-huh. Okay. So I remember knowing you as a girl and then you babysat for our kiddos yep. when you were a teen. All and of them. Mm-hmm. So it's been super fun to just watch you grow up yep. and um, to watch what God has done in your life. For sure. All the memories. (laughs) (laughs) So much fun. So I love that we have a history. And I would love for you just to kind of take our listeners back a little bit. You know the season that I want you to share about today is a pretty recent season. But Mm -hmm. I'd love for you to take us back, give us a little history, maybe background of how you grew up and about your Mm -hmm. family and just kind of as far back as you want to go. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. So the way I try to start summarizing my story is that, yeah, born and raised in Oklahoma, one of six kids, all of my cousins, grandparents all reside here, you know, within a two hour um, distance. And so growing up with a lot of stability, um, you know, we got to travel for fun or for missions growing up, but Mm -hmm. I just always intended on living here my whole life. Mm -hmm. And um, obviously living in, you know, the same 20 minute radius my whole life, I mean, we moved homes a couple of times, but I was highly involved in my church and my work, um, different groups of friends, you know, high school friends, college friends, work friends. I just had a wide um, pool of people that were my community and support. So when the Lord started to shake things up a bit for me (laughs) in the fall of 15, 2015, I just wrestled with it Mm. Um, for me. It just didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and that being what he was shaking up, um, I just sensed the Lord asking me to pray about moving. Mm-hmm. And it was at the be- at the beginning, it was as you know vague and um, kind of big picture as that. Mm-hmm. 
And at first, uh, you know, in my humanness, my first uh, gut reaction was like, okay, you must be confused. You know, like... <laughs> Wrong girl. That, that doesn't actually make sense. Um, my whole life is here. It's a great life. Um, great people. You know, there, of course, there are hard things, right? Um, well, but I don't know. If I'm moving, what am I moving for? Right. When is the end date of that move? Yes. You know, how long is... I wasn't going for a two-year grad school program yes. or a year-long internship. Mm-hmm. So it felt too unended. Yes. So I was like, wait, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> so is this just the Lord? I, li- I like to clarify for our listeners because a lot of us who, who hear God's voice, mm-hmm. we know what that sounds like, but someone listening may be like, well, how do you know it's God? How, sure. What does that sound like? You know, is he prompting you with random thoughts? Was it through other people speaking to you? How did yeah. you How did you feel that sense that you were supposed to move? Sure, that's a great question. I think for me, I, I tend to just be a deep sensor, mm-hmm. um, which I often struggle to try to verbalize mm-hmm. how I just sense the Holy Spirit prompting. Yeah. Um, but I always just use like, it was a prompt. It was yeah. kind of a nudge. It was just this like sense in my gut. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, with that, I always bring it to the Lord, you know, verbally in my own prayers of like, okay, wait, is that you? Am I just confused? You know, (laughs) and then I I ask for some affirmation or like, you know, some more clarity. Yes. Um, And so in the beginning, you know, it wasn't super concrete, I wouldn't say. Um, It was more of this nudge, this gut feeling, Mm -hmm. this um, sense. Yes. um, Which I wish that were more tangible to explain for someone. But um, so that's all it was. And then I believe over the next few months, so mm-hmm. to make, you know, for some chronological clarity, <laughs> yeah. September of 2015 is when I sensed the Lord give the first kind of nudge. Okay. Um, and then since then, things just continued to either be consistent or be more um, verbally clear from friends or from mm-hmm. scripture or from, you know, moments listening to music, you know, whatever yes. it was, it continued to give the same message, mm-hmm. if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Definitely. So for me, I just had to keep listening. Well, you know what? Let me be clear. I first fought it. I wasn't really (laughs) wanting to listen, actually. Um, Yeah. At that time in September of 2015, I was like, no, no, no. Right. I'm not. That doesn't make sense. I I think you got the wrong person. (laughs) So I'll just own that. That's where I I was. Hey, I appreciate your honesty because we can all relate to that. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Um, so then I was fighting it and, and basically what I told the Lord, <laughs> if I think about it, then I'll pray about it, mm. but I'm not really going to try to pray about it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, if it crosses my mind, then I'll, then I'll pray about it. Yeah. I, I was a little bit having a Jonah moment of, I yep. don't really want to be open to that. <laughs> and at this point it was just, it wasn't even clear where he wants you to move. It was just, I want you to move. Yeah. I want you and to not even that. It was, I want you to be open to moving. Okay. So I was like, Okay. <laughs> So a few months in, you know, then my thought process changed from like, well, I don't really want to pray about it to like, okay, if I were to move, well, I've got one friend in Atlanta and I've got one friend in California. So my limited imagination is like, obviously I should probably only go to where I at least have a friend, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and so that was just my my way of thinking. And I, I did not tell that friend about any of it, but mm. California kept coming up mm. like in odd conversations and random conversations and conversations with people who had no idea was praying about California. Mm. Suddenly it was coming up everywhere. Yes. And then I was annoyed. (laughs) Yeah. Then I'm like, what is the deal? Like I cannot 
why is everyone talking about California? I've yeah. never, that's never been on my radar. I don't really have much thought about it. And now everyone either knows someone moving there or had heard about this cool thing happening there or has a crush on someone who might live there. I mean, it was like as broad and bizarre as that. I would say in March, I started more openly sharing my prayers with friends and Mm. being like, hey, can I just run this by you? Mm -hmm. At that point, I I needed some additional feedback. And I honestly was looking for like, I can't wait for people to point out the red flags. Yes. Of like, actually, I think you're confused. (laughs) Actually, that's probably a bad idea. Yep. So I started, you know, one by one, kind of including a few, you know, safe, close friends and saying like i'm just gonna share this crazy thing like that's crazy right this this Mm -hmm. whole thing and they're like actually lindy you know most of them were saying some kind of response like actually Mm. i could see that being really good for you Uh. and i was like oh shoot okay and yet affirming at the same time and that was hard and good I, again, was hoping for red flags, but the more and more I clued friends in, um, you know, friends who I trust, their discernment and that they know and love the Lord and that they hear from the Lord too and Mm -hmm. that they would join me in prayer Mm -hmm. and they were all very for it. And each of them had, you know, kind of a different insight to how that could be a good experience for me. Mm. So that just was more (laughs) affirmation, you know. Um, And then in April, I decided to clue my parents in. Mm -hmm. And of course, I think for any parent hearing that their child is praying about moving away, um, you know, to a state or a country or a culture that is very different than the yes. one that they have wanted to provide for their children. Yes. Um, I think that's really hard. Mm. And that was hard for my mm-hmm. parents to hear. And um, I think it took some time for all of us to uh, warm up to that idea and try to be open versus initially reactively saying, like, well, that doesn't make sense. Right. Yeah. You know, so we, that kind of hit another um wave of processing Mm -hmm. by the time we were in April. Well, and as you're coming to your parents, it's not like you're coming with this excitement and enthusiasm and like, hey guys, I'm moving and I've got this great plan. You know, you're coming with nerves and with some hesitation. And so as a mom, Mm -hmm. I can only imagine that it wasn't met with that excitement. It was kind of like, well, if if you're hesitant, we're hesitant, (laughs) but we'll pray for you. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, you know, and I think the initial reaction was like, well, but what about your life here? Look yeah. at all these people, your mm-hmm. job. Um, yeah, because you had a great job. I, I mean, we didn't mention job. that. You loved your work. You I were... loved my work. I was challenged by it. I was sharpened by it. I enjoyed it. There was a deeper calling behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was such a great fit for, for my needs in a workplace mm-hmm. and for my heart in what I was doing. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, all of those things is like, you're right, this does feel really illogical. Yeah. If this was logical, it might be easier, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it just isn't. Mm -hmm. Um, And that took some time. But the Lord just wouldn't let it go. No. (laughs) I would say it was more discouraging because then I was making it more real by including Mm -hmm. my parents. So it felt scary. Yeah. Again, like in a new way. And it just, I remember that month feeling really heavy Hmm. um, and wondering, you know, who will be supportive if this really is what God is calling me to do Hmm. and how in the world is this going to work out? Um, And where will you work? And just all of those Who will my community be? And I have no clue what real life community looks like in California. Mm -hmm. Ironically, our family had um, a work trip going out to Orange County, California, (laughs) naturally. And... I decided to tag along. You know, they had said like, hey, we're just going for like a long weekend. We're literally there three days. Might be fun just to take off a couple days of work and see a pretty place. You know, it was as lighthearted as that. (laughs) 
So at that point, I was like, yeah, okay, California's pretty. I'll just go just feel it out on the ground, and then I'll probably know, like, if this is real or yes, not. Yes. That was kind of my hope. You know, yeah. I put Get a, a lot sense. of pressure on it. So decided to do that. Took a couple days off of work. I flew out with my family and just kind of tagged along for some of their work responsibilities and work time. And, I mean, I just was happy to be in somewhere, you know, with, like, mid-70s, and it was beautiful and sunny <laughs> and palm trees everywhere. So on day one... I went straight to Universal Studios with uh, my brother and sister. And it's funny. I think I expected literally to feel something when I put my feet on the ground. (laughs) Yeah. Um, That's not exactly how it worked out. Um, Had a fun day. And then the next couple days through some crazy events, I was able to meet the people in that area who our hearts were so well aligned with uh, how we wanted to do ministry. Um, what we wanted to do for children in need in the community. That's, you know, my background is social work and orphan care. So, you know, through connecting with this person and they happened to be available and then they reached out Mm. and then we got to get coffee, you know, in this one hour window of time that I had that was free. And it was just one of those God moments of like, okay, I see a little bit more of what you're doing here. Mm. That of all the people I could have connected with, out of all of the, you know, books we could have loved, yes. you know, mutually loved of all of the certain therapists or, um, you know, orphan care mentalities that we could have had. Yes. They were all the same. Yeah. Um, in this one hour of time that we <laughs> happened to have. So it's just one of those like you yeah. couldn't have made that happen. Yeah. Um, you can't deny it. Yes. So <laughs> that that moment in making those connections was when I was like, all right, I am trying to catch up with what you, I think you're already doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, which was scary and exciting. Yeah. Because um, so. at least you're getting some clarity. And mm-hmm. I know for me, once something goes from being unknown to having a little bit of shape and a little bit of clarity, my mind and my heart can kind of get there, even if I'm yes. apprehensive. Yes. You know. Absolutely. And the, the few weeks prior to that trip, I actually had been really convicted of, you know, okay, where's your faith, Lindy? That mm. it's one thing to be sitting and praying and having faith. And it's another to be like, I have enough faith that I'm going to put this in action. Mm. And if it's the wrong action, like God will redirect, he'll close the yeah. doors, right? And trusting that. So I very much felt convicted that like, okay, I've got to put, you know, like the movement mm-hmm. to what I'm verbally saying, mm-hmm. I believe. So for the weeks prior to that actual trip, I had just been Google searching, mm. you know, possible jobs that would be of interest to me. You know, what part of California are they in? What is the role? Is yeah. it a faith-based role or a just a general nonprofit role or mm-hmm. a state? So I just started doing some research mm. and um, asking around. Okay. So meeting the people that I met it was like, oh, this is the work opportunity I could see being a good fit. Yeah. And so it just was, you know, well aligned with mm-hmm. the actions I had been trying to do on my own. And then God provided the right one in mm-hmm. that moment. Mm-hmm. So, And did they immediately see a connection with you and kind of offer a job? Or was it like, when you get back to Oklahoma, let's talk again? Like how, because obviously you're feeling this connection during your coffee meeting and she wouldn't have met with you if she didn't think that there was a connection there. So how did that all go forward? Yeah. So following that, I was going to email them um, that day, but then postponed it. So I got home a couple days later. And so I'd say a week after our meeting, I sent an email and it basically was like, my type is so bold to ask what your hiring looks like for the rest of the year. Hmm. Um, I shared a little bit about how I'd been praying about moving to California, though I didn't really know why. It was just one of those things. And that you know, our time together was really um, impactful for me. Mm. So emailed them a week later. And this was one of those God moments too. Where I was like, okay, you're right. I emailed them, I believe on a Monday. Mm-hmm. 
on Thursday, I was starting to be like, okay, I'm hard back. What if I sent to the wrong email? Uh, what if I sounded stupid? And yes. I just was filled with all these questions and doubt. You know, then the Holy Spirit, of course, like, you know, gives you a little nudge. And I was like, oh, yeah. Okay, maybe I should pray about this, actually. <laughs> okay, I should pray about it first before I freak out. So literally, as I was like brushing my teeth, getting ready for bed that night, I was like, okay, Lord, I just ask that if they got the email, that you'll somehow just confirm that they got it. Mm. I don't need an answer. I just need to know I sent it to the right person. <laughs> And by the end of, so my prayer was by the end of the day tomorrow, will you just help me to know whatever that looks like? So that was on Thursday night, Friday, I get home from work and at five Oh three, um, the person who would have received the email called me. Oh. Um, so I was like, you know, the end of the work day mm-hmm. and I got a call. <laughs> um, and so that was just one of those like, Oh yeah, I literally prayed last night that you would give me some confirmation by the end of today. And here it is. Here it is. You know, so those moments where I kind of forgot I had prayed that. And then with the call, I was like, oh, yeah, Yeah. that was specifically answered what I asked for. Um, So, you know, that timing was really sweet. Mm. And there were just a lot of those moments. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just one example. So Mm -hmm. for the next couple months, there were more phone calls and just connecting, getting to know one another, Mm -hmm. kind of phone interviewing. So that was, you know, mid-May, flew out in July to have an official interview Mm -hmm. um, and ended up moving in September. Oh, my goodness. So about a a year from when he started stirring in your heart that you're going to move. Yes. That's when the fulfillment came. Exactly. So September 15 is when I started praying when I got that first nudge. And September 16 is when I moved. Okay. And ironically, with that same week where I met the people I was going to be working for, I also met a guy that mm-hmm. I started dating almost immediately. And he lived in California. <laughs> so the the you know personal relationship and the work relationship, both, you know, both of those doors opened in the same weekend. Wow. And um you know, later in the story, yes. I'll share how that goes. <laughs> yes. Oh, but it was, I, I remember that thinking, oh my goodness, this is perfect. God's confirming it. You're going to, this job's going to be it for you. This guy's going to be it for you. Mm-hmm. And this is just really cool. God's moving you to California. And these two things are the answers. Right. So. They're working out. They're the reasons to go. <laughs> right. Yeah. So how did that play out? <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they both ended. Um, and it's funny. It's not funny. It was not funny. Let me be clear in the moment. It's just funny to see how God works. Mm-hmm. So that's the funny part. Um, but they both actually ended essentially in the same week. So it's just crazy to think like these huge doors opened in the same weekend mm. and both of the doors closed in one way or another in the same week. Mm-hmm. And I did not see that coming. Mm. Um, you know, one I kind of anticipated and one I was totally thrown off by. Mm. So that journey was just really discombobulating, honestly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it really throws you uh, when the two reasons, the two you know people or entities or doors, you know, whatever it is for the story, um, you know, those for mine, it were the two people. Man, when those close in the same time, it's like, well, I'm, I'm now I'm stranded. Right now I'm in the state that I, you know, I've only known for a matter of months at that mm-hmm. point, And I don't have a lot of community or mm-hmm. the community changes a lot because people move or they get mm-hmm. new jobs. And that was a culture I wasn't used to. Mm-hmm. And, well, and you, you were so cautious and you were so prayerful and you took your time. And so I think that's something that I know our listeners can identify with. It's you didn't just on a whim go out there. It was prayerful. It was thoughtful. It was over months. Mm-hmm. And then to get there and have the two things that you thought were like sure signs from the Lord. Yeah. 
end, the doors close, I can only imagine. I mean, what what was that time like in your heart and in your mind? And how did the Lord meet you there? Yeah, I I think to summarize like my mental state, I think what kept going through my mind was like, what did I miss? Hmm. Or what did I do wrong? Mm. Or how did I mess this up? You know, mm-hmm. those questions. It was a lot of self-doubt. Of like, right. okay, wait, I tend to be pretty intuitive. Like, I think I've got pretty good discernment. I, You know, I tend to be a pretty good balance of like, I can take risk, but there's also some calculation mm-hmm. in it. Or at least like consistently on consistency on the faith side. Mm-hmm. But for that, it was like, what did I miss? What did I not see? Mm-hmm. And in the end, I don't think it was about me not seeing anything. It was just, you know, the Lord's got something else. Yes. And that was really hard. And that didn't make sense. And it probably was going to take more time to make sense. Mm -hmm. And in the end, it might not make sense ever. You know, we don't have that promise, but, you know, until really eternity. But at the time, it was that was what was going through my mind. Mm -hmm. And how will this look to my friends and community back home? Yeah. Like, oh, well, she thought she was following the Lord to California Mm -hmm. and then everything ended, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So you would play, I would play that out yeah. in my head. Yes. And gosh, that sense of failure is just, it's so real. We all struggle with mm-hmm. that, that the fear of failure. And then if something actually looks like it's failed on the outside, just that, that deep sense of, I failed this. Like you said, I think we always internalize it to me, you know, mm-hmm. myself, what did I do? What did I miss? How did I not hear God? And that's a, that's a huge roadblock that we all face when we're in the middle of something. And and I know you did look to the Lord, but I think most of our instinct is to look to ourselves first, like you yeah. did. What did I miss? Were there red yeah. flags? Did I was I stupid in this mm-hmm. before we look to the Lord and then say, right. Oh, actually, you were clear. Like going for me, I go back to journals, I go back to specifics where he yes. answered, and then I can say, Well, wait a minute, you were clear. You actually did lead me here. So this isn't how I thought it was going to go. But since I'm here, what are you going to like? What are we going to do? Guys? Right. <laughs> what are we doing now? Yes, um, absolutely. And at that point, it was like, so do I go home now? Yeah, yeah. Because um, your job was ended or changing. Yes. And so you had job questions. And then of mm-hmm. course, your relationship ended. So yes. So what were your next steps there? Oh, well, <laughs> so there, the job st- stuck around for a while longer. Um, there were some some team and structural changes that were very significant and some relational changes that were very significant in the workplace, but I actually was still employed. So the relationship with my boyfriend at the time had ended, and that was one where I was like, I don't even know where to start processing that. I So that took at least a full month for me to really un, like understand that it had mm-hmm. ended. Mm-hmm. And um, it was your first serious boyfriend, right? Definitely. So it was a 10-month relationship. Um, you know, for me, like, I just was in a season where I was wanting to date for fun. You yeah. know, for me, it was like, I just want to, you know, date to really know if this is someone who could be my spouse. Right. And um, so that ending was such a shock. Cool story, though, of how the Lord sees his children. Hmm. So that relationship, I think, ended on um, like a Tuesday. Hmm. And ironically, not ironically, let's forget (laughs) that word. Um, Divinely. Divinely, (laughs) yes, perfectly. The Lord knew I was going to need my dear sister to come Hmm. to town. Literally, I believe, three days later. A a trip that had been planned for months. And just the timing of like, yes. you know, when that trip was planned, I didn't know I would be really emotional mm. and, you know, have part of my heart broken right. three days before my sweet mm. dear sister and my brother-in-law planned a trip to come oh, visit me I in California that. for five days. 
So for five it was days just, too, because yeah, sometimes like not it's even just quick. like in and out. Yes. So you had time to yes. talk and cry and process. Totally you needed that so much, and I didn't know I would need it. Yeah. And yet, how perfect of like oh, the father's okay. like, no, I knew, I knew you were going to need that. Mm. I knew you would need safe people just yes. to come around you, people who have known you in every season of life, yes. people who have known you in your good and your bad moments, mm. and can sit with you patiently in this yucky mess you know of course there were people in california who would have been willing and able and capable of doing that but it just wasn't the same Mm -hmm. yeah it's not Mm -hmm. the same as a sister it's not so that was a really sweet moment where i just felt so seen and known by the Mm -hmm. lord in a really crappy situation yes um yes and yeah so from that relationship um ending i it just took a long time to process so i would say the next few weeks for me you know, after my sister and brother-in-law left town, I really tried to be intentional to, um, you know, having lived in California, you could go to the beach, yes. right? And just sit and process and pray or cry or journal. Mm. And that's what I did. So I would show up at different beaches and I, you know, on a whim, pick one, show mm-hmm. up and be like, okay, where can I be away from people? Where's the yes. most isolated spot on this beach to yes. process my life? And... Again, man, the Lord is way more creative and um, than I could be. And that's when something changed there. <laughs> so here I am showing up at the beach to grieve my, you know, broken heart, broken heart <laughs> and the end of this relationship. And he started stirring another one. And that just. <laughs> this is just my favorite story. <laughs> that was against like. Everything I thought was being a mature woman. Right. Right. You take like six months, a year, wait a long of time course. before you put your heart no out there. way. Which, it's funny, if you really break that down, it's like, there's no way God could work within this certain time frame post a breakup. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't realize how silly that sounded until, you know, I said it out loud to myself of like, you should at least wait three months to six months, a year after a breakup before you could even consider another one. Yeah. You know, in my mind, it was only naive or vulnerable or emotional. Right. No rebound relationships here. Let's be wise. (laughs) So I literally, at that point, I was like, oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Okay. So I kind of panicked and I picked three friends. So you're at the beach and is it just you're like starting to think about this person? Yes. Okay. Okay. And it's someone at work or how had your paths crossed? Okay. So let me back up a little bit, actually. (laughs) So I think a week and a half after the breakup, mm-hmm. this other person's name enters my journal because it, he had been on my mind. Okay. And I was panicking. I was like, this is bad. This is really bad. I'm thinking of someone else already. Clearly, I'm vulnerable and emotional. And this must be what being on the rebound feels like. <laughs> I mean, that was yeah. honestly my thought process. Yeah. So, you know, two weeks after the breakup, this person had already been on my mind. And I'm intentionally isolating myself at a beach to pray about the breakup. But then I'm sitting on the beach and my mind is so interrupted by this other person. And his name is Danny. I remember thinking like, this is bad. So I literally, I stopped my prayers or I stopped my thought process. And I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta get this, like uh-huh. nip it in the butt, right? Yes. So I'm like, okay, Lord, I am trying not to think about him, but you know that I'm thinking about him. So what do you think about this? <laughs> like literally, I, I yeah. just didn't know what to do. Yeah. So I'm sitting on the beach and I'm, I ask him that. I'm sitting on this like big boulder at Strands Beach. And and this wasn't a place you went often, right? Nope, nope. Yeah, this is my first time to ever visit that beach. I just heard it was a good one. And, <laughs> you know, I literally picked a rock. Like I'm not on the beach where the people are. Right? I'm on a rock. To be alone. Okay. Like I have camped out on this rock. And 
I kid you not, 20 minutes after asking the Lord what he thinks about it, Danny literally walks by me. (laughs) (laughs) I love it so much. And cue the moment in my mind of like, what planet am I on? Right. What alternate universe universe did I just enter? Yes. And what is happening? Is this real life? Is this real life? <laughs> and so I, I see him and I immediately like I look down, I, I pull my hat, you know, lower mm-hmm. and my sunglasses tighter to be like, okay, no, 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 no. <laughs> I've gotta be dreaming. And then later once he passed me, I like look up again, I'm like, No, yeah, that's definitely him. Yeah. Okay. Now, hindsight, did he see you? What's his take on that? Um, you know, we've talked about it now. And he did see me. Uh-huh. We weren't friends. We were hardly acquaintances at the time. Like, hardly. We knew who each other were and probably had some attraction, some crushing exactly. going on, but not, you hadn't even right. really talked. But no at the phone time, numbers, no nothing. At the time, you know, I had been dating someone else. So yeah. he was like, hard no. Right, You know, right. don't even think about it. Um, so I stayed on that rock and I literally was like, I've, I've just got to refocus. So I'm trying to journal and I'm literally freaking out. You know, 15 minutes later, he comes back and walks by on the beach side. So it's kind of hard to break down the you know, yeah. physical layout. But either way, he he walked by me again. And yes. I was like, I've got to get out of here. So I literally, <laughs> as soon as he was out of sight, I packed up my stuff and I booked it to my car. It's like, I am just removing myself from this situation because I'm freaking out and this might be bad. Even though you just asked God, hey, what do you think about this? <laughs> Surely that wasn't him. No, you know, in my mind, all of it was bad. In yeah. my mind, it was all Too soon. only driven by emotions or vulnerability. And therefore, it was bad. Right, right. I just had no context for that being a good thing and possibly right. even being the Lord at work. Well, you also might have been in a, a place of vulnerability, not trusting yourself because of the whole situation. You had already had those doubts. God, what did I miss? Did mm-hmm. I come out here on a whim? And so I'm I would assume if it was even subconscious, you're not you're not trusting your own intuition at that moment. Exactly. I very much doubted myself. And I think I sometimes function from um, a fear of being naive. Mm. And I very much don't want to be. Yeah. So I was like overcompensating yes. kind of in a way that was detrimental. Yes, yes. Um, of course, you know, the Lord is gracious. <laughs> so did you tell anyone about that beach sighting? Uh, yes. I immediately <laughs> called a friend and I was like, okay. I don't want to be stupid, so you got to help me. If I'm being stupid, you got to call me out. Like, you know, here's the accountability I think I need yeah. because I don't want to be stupid. Um, again, a lot of it was was fear-based and yeah. doubt-based. Yeah. And um, though I do think it's wise, of course, to bring safe people in for that for accountability sure. of like, be a sounding board. If I start talking crazy, mm-hmm. like, please point it out. For sure. So I had picked a few friends that I immediately called and was mm-hmm. like, you will never believe. Like, this is bad, right? So one sweet friend, you know, was actually like, you're right. Like, I just want a good, healthy relationship for you, Lindy. Mm. So I might not shoot this down, was her response. Because <laughs> she knew both of us. Mm-hmm. I didn't know him very well, but she was able to vouch for, you know, character mm. and heart. Mm. And that almost was more concerning. I was like, no, oh, no, 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 no. I need you he's to really say no. He's really a good guy. No. Tell me he's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> exactly. So, um, so I kid you not. You know, to move forward with mm-hmm. the story, a week later, I show up at another beach. You know, here I am. I'm like, I still need to process this breakup. I've hardly cried about it. I probably mm-hmm. need to. And, and is I Danny just, still uh, coming into your thoughts pretty regularly every yes, day? <laughs> yes. Okay. So following that first beach run in, um, I believe a few days later, I run into him like three times in one day. Oh my gosh. Because we both worked at the same place. 
I had never run into him at work it's ever a big before. It's a, big it's a big campus. There's yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. And there's multiple buildings where, you know, all of the employees work. So right. it's like, you just, yeah. you, there was no guarantee you would run into anyone specifically. Uh-huh. But of course, in one day, he walks by my office. I run into him in the parking lot. And then again, later when we both served in a college ministry, and I was like, what? is the deal have y'all said hi or introduced at this point or are you both just kind of like this is weird look down and walk on we we had just kind of said hi and you know like when we ran into each other in the parking lot we we talked about a favorite tv show you know like (laughs) yeah and you know looking back we both just wanted it to be something and it was like uh what are we talking about tv but again you know when i saw him in the parking lot i was like you've got to be kidding me yeah i've never run into this person in the parking lot how or why is this happening (laughs) yes because, again, I was trying so hard to run from it. Because yeah. in my mind, it was Too only soon. bad and only naive or vulnerable mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. you know, the list goes on. Yes. So a week later, you so had to a totally different beach mm-hmm. and not one that you frequent. No, this was one. Actually, this was one that was a favorite um, okay. where a group of us would go on Sunday evenings to mm-hmm. watch the sunset. But I'd specifically gone to, like, this other corner, again, to be as isolated as possible for introvert time and processing time and prayer time and all of the things that I was trying to do to be a healthy person following a breakup. Mm -hmm. So I show up, I find this bench way off in the distance and I'm like, great, perfect. I'll go there. So I've got my blanket and my books and my journal and, you know, my coffee. And I just sit and I'm watching you know, the surfers out in the waves with their sunset surf and I'm praying and Again, I'm like, okay, Lord, you know, I'm thinking about it. Why is this happening? Why, why is Danny on my mind, God? Because this is, this is starting to be a problem. <laughs> so what is the deal and what do you think about it? So I, you know, that was my prayer and I'm, I'm zoning out as I'm, you know, watching the sunset and the water <laughs> and the waves. And, and then I see someone in my peripheral vision and that person ends up stopping right next to me. And I look up and it is Danny. <laughs> And I, I don't know how long I actually paused before I said anything after looking at him. Because I think in my mind, it's like, okay, you've literally entered another planet. Like, you have to be in an alternate reality right now. Or, like, on some, you know, TV drama. Right. Where's the, where like, the cameras? Like, of course. Is this Truman Show? Where are the cameras? Exactly. I'm like, this, what is happening? So I think, you know, eventually say, hopefully something competent, like, hi. And... You know, he stands here, and of course, we have some small talk. I'm like, oh, do you come here often? Oh. And I'm like, no, I literally never come here. <laughs> and of course, you're here. So at this point, I'm like borderline mad. <laughs> because I'd been trying to do the right mature mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. And this was not the right mature thing in my plan. And so we talked for a little bit. And I remember, I remember feeling very peaceful, mm-hmm, actually. Mm-hmm. I don't know why or how, like, I don't know how to describe it. I just remember feeling like this was a very peaceful interaction. Mm -hmm. Like he felt peaceful. I felt peaceful. I, you know, it wasn't the typical, like I'm breaking out in sweat and I'm shaking and I'm nervous. It was just, you know, something about it felt right and Mm. filled with peace. Mm. So he eventually, you know, walks away and I'm, I whip out my journal, you know, oh, yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh. And I, I write about it and I think I texted my mom and I was like, oh, yeah. you'll never believe what just happened. Again. Um, again. God's just yes. dropping him literally in your lap. Literally. <laughs> and 
And that was just, you know, there was kind of that like, you know, giddy girl moment of like, uh-huh. oh my gosh, like this is fun. He's so cute. I don't know. But no, try to be mature. Mm-hmm. So there's kind of this weird balance. And then, yeah, like I couldn't ignore the piece. Yeah. So it just was it a lot right. to process. And it did feel right. And it was fun and lighthearted. So, of course, I reported to my friends. Of course. And, and they were like, no, like, you know, again, nobody had red flags. Yeah, go with it. And I was looking for all the red flags. <laughs> like, surely there's a big one. And there just wasn't. Mm. And that didn't fit with what I thought. Again, kind of like the bringing me out to California in the first place. Like, it didn't seem logical. No, you don't want to be naive or all mm. these things. And, and yet, like... That was really kind of for me and my story, not for everyone's story, but for mine, it was like, that was really limiting God. Mm. Um, That was really putting God in a box. Like, oh, he clearly can't create another good, healthy relationship within Uh this certain time frame. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, actually, maybe that's not actually a good perspective. Mm -hmm. So I really had to shake down some beliefs I clearly had that I maybe didn't really realize, Mm -hmm. actually. So what month was that, that second beach encounter? Do you remember? Okay, that was literally the three weeks after my breakup. So the breakup was like late March. So okay. that was early April. Okay, because I remember uh, Garrick and I went out to um, Laguna Beach mm-hmm. last August and we <laughs> had coffee with you. It was so fun. And <laughs> yeah. um, and it was it was interesting because like we've known you forever, but mm-hmm. we hadn't like really super kept in touch. But I just kept feeling like we're out here and Lindy's here. Let's just get together. And yeah. so we started texting and yeah. it worked out for us to totally. have coffee. But it was so encouraging because um, and God had put you on my heart. It was mm-hmm. kind of crazy that there was a couple of weeks that you just kept coming to my mind. And I've learned that that usually means to pray for the person. So I had been praying for you. And then I ran into your sister, Lauren, one day at church and said, hey, you know, Lindy's really been on my heart. And she was like, well, actually, she's having a really rough season right now. And so then I reached out and texted you about that and just love that the Lord cares for his children so deeply. And so I felt like we had been connected for a few months because Mm -hmm. you had just really been heavy on my heart. And so we got together for coffee. And I will never forget you telling Garrick and I, like this whole saga and we were just all grins i mean we were so happy and loving the story and so we're on the tail end of this so this is like Aprilish. Yeah. so by august by the time we right. got out there you and danny are fully dating yes and you're able to look backwards and see how the lord was just showing up over and over in your story absolutely and you know even just to speak to some of that like when the lord you know puts someone on someone's heart i there through my entire california experience you know i've moved back home to oklahoma now but throughout the entire almost two years that i lived there during some of the hardest days that i either knew were coming or i didn't Mm. I would wake up to at least three or four text messages from random friends and family, Mm. you being included, like an uncle of mine, you know, Mm. a random person I used to work with that Mm. we weren't really close. And every time it would be the day of, again, whether I knew there was going to be a hard thing that Mm. day or I didn't realize it, but there was. Mm -hmm. And people would just say, hey, you've been on my mind. I don't really know why, but I've been praying for you. Mm. Or here's a scripture that made me think of you this morning, my quiet Mm. time. And of course, the time difference... I was waking up in California. People had already started their morning, right? And I woke up to multiple text messages or, you know, voicemails or Facebook messages or whatnot. And just Mm. so cool to see how, again, like God knows his children and Mm. he sees them and he knows their needs. Mm -hmm. And he provided that extra layer of prayer protection Mm. or encouragement before I walked into a really hard thing. Mm. And so multiple times you were one of those people. Mm. And I just love that. And 
it just brought a whole new, you know, personal connection with the Lord in mm-hmm. those moments that, mm-hmm. you know, when I lived here and I had all my community, I, right. I didn't need it as much. Sometimes we um, do take it for granted. Yeah. And so that just had a whole new depth and meaning for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely over the next several months, you know, God, God just kept showing up and bringing the peace that I needed to mm-hmm. take each step forward, mm-hmm. um, both in the relationship, um, in some job decisions and, um, you know, when to stay and when to go, mm-hmm. when to speak, when to be silent. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that attunement is something I'm so grateful for mm-hmm. that he just, you know, he kept growing in me. Yes. Oh, I love it so much. I, lo- <laughs> I just love every part of your story so much. Um, I would love for you to speak a little bit to what was helpful for you during that messy season. I know you've mentioned friends and people praying for you. I wonder if there's any other specifics that if there's a woman right now that's kind of in that, mm-hmm. the part of the journey where you're thankfully on this side and you're able to look back and you see the reason God took you to California to introduce you to who is now your fiance. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> an engagement came from yes. all of this. And I mean, looking back, it's so easy to see God literally had to uproot you, move you there to introduce you to Danny, but it wasn't easy. No. It was super messy. There was a lot of doubt. And I would love for you to speak to someone who's still in that hard space and they don't see the fulfillment of right. what God is doing in their life like what was helpful to keep your mind and your heart yeah. kind of centered yeah gosh that's a big question I think for me I need something that grounds me mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. so there's a lot of good things you could do you know there's a lot of steps you could take mm-hmm. I think something for me that was clearly impactful and bringing clarity for me in the right season was was just honestly look for peace and follow it you know I think of that scripture that says seek peace and pursue it mm-hmm. and for me um you know, first of all, you, you've got to know what that is, right? right. Um, I think everyone senses the Lord's peace in probably different ways and mm-hmm. how he communicates that and makes that real for people. Again, like I said, for me, it's just this like gut sense yeah. and where everything seemed illogical, I looked like, but is there peace in it? Mm-hmm. And if there was, then okay, I would mm-hmm. walk there or sit there or stay mm-hmm. there or, um, you know, turn away from this because the peace was over here. Yeah. And that was just like a grounding factor for me. Mm-hmm. Um, cause a part of me is like, there's a hundred things you probably could do that are yes. great and wise. But for me, um, that's very much what I needed in a season that felt chaotic mm-hmm. and confused and unknown and unfamiliar and honestly foreign in so many ways. Mm-hmm. So that is one simple thing yeah. that I, I've continued to start encouraging people in of, of just looking for the peace. And like if it's that. God's peace and not, you know, there's a difference of, well, this feels good or it looks good or this makes sense or I think I'd feel better. Mm -hmm. It's not that. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a piece that might actually look illogical. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it might not actually make sense (laughs) uh, with the variables on the table. Um, But I think, you know, Mm -hmm. if you're walking in God's peace, that's the best place for you Mm -hmm. to be. It's, um, I'm a visual person. And so the way I feel it in my life is if I picture two options Typically, I can picture myself going in one way and then just really listen to my spirit, think about how I feel. And if I just feel settled and peaceful, like you said, like Mm -hmm. um, my spirit just feels settled, then I know, okay, I'm probably supposed to pursue that one. If I can picture myself going another way and it just feels kind of maybe there's a little anxiety or there's some nerves or I just don't feel it just doesn't feel right or settled, you know, then that's that's not peaceful. Um, that's, that's kind of how I describe it in my life, Mm -hmm. but I agree with you a hundred percent. Um, you know, something I see and hear in your story is you were consistently pulling away 
from the noise and trying to get alone and get with the Lord. And you've Mm -hmm. said many times you had your journal out, you were praying. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, As I was just praying and thinking and preparing for our talk this morning, a couple of verses came to my mind that I think about for you. I think about Matthew 6, 33, that says, seek first his kingdom and Mm -hmm. his righteousness and all these other things will be given to you. And I think about you and in these question marks with job, with a husband, with these huge life decisions, like you continued seeking after God, mm-hmm. you continued going to his word, going to him in prayer, just those small, seemingly small steps every day. Right. But he kept you right where he wanted you. And then all these things were added to you. Yeah. Your husband came along, clarity right. about your future. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about Psalm 34, 7 also that says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And Absolutely. he knew that you desired a husband. He yeah. knew that you wanted that next season of a family and, and you you wanted to be back in Oklahoma with your family. Like you had yeah. all these desires in your heart, but you waited on his timing. Absolutely. Yeah. I definitely think, you know, I love that last part of, you know, the desires of my heart. I think when I really dwell on that scripture, it's like, it's not even necessarily for me. Um, and I don't even think scripturally that then you'll get everything you want. Right. But you know, in, in meditating on that, it's like, well, my desire desires shift from what I thought I wanted Mm -hmm. to what I really believe God wants for me. Mm -hmm. So then like his dreams for me become my own. Yes. And that was exciting to see some of that shift in the Mm -hmm. story and in previous seasons. It's like, I don't want my own dreams. I want God's dreams for me because I know those are better and bigger and they're probably going to be harder Mm -hmm. but in the end like that's best and right and good Mm -hmm. and so very much so that in that season you know there were seasons where even in this one California season there were moments of I think I need to wait I think I need to wait and then there are moments where it's like no you need to speak no Mm. you need to move but there was a season for waiting and Mm. he really met me in that I had a sweet friend this was encouraging who continued to say I think she knew I needed it Mm. (laughs) um (laughs) She continues to say, like, Lindy, stop figuring it out. Uh, stop trying to figure everything out. Yeah. Because, you know, yes, I do have the strength or competence or whatnot to to, to figure things out, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I can be really thoughtful and intuitive and mm-hmm. um, pretty self-aware. And, and so I feel like, well, I've got the skills to figure things out pretty well. Mm-hmm. And yet that doesn't mean I always should. And if that's out of balance, then I forget to lean on the Lord or to even ask him or to wrestle with him or to tell him like, I'm not down. I don't like this. Mm -hmm. Um, And you were honest with him in those moments. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But that's such a good thing. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. um, Throughout the entire story, whether it was, you know, early on when he was calling me to move, you know, I grieved leaving, leaving people. Yeah. You know, I grieved specifically um, the little kids in my life. You yeah. know, my youngest sister's still young. She's uh, She was a 10 years at the time, 10 years mm-hmm. old. And my niece and nephews were young. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yeah, right. I can't leave them. They're like my therapy. Yes. And I love those kids. And I need them in my life. And yes. I, man, I wrestled with the Lord for a good, I think, two hours ironically start after I was brushing my teeth so I'm like sitting on the side of the bathtub (laughs) weeping and Mm. you know kind of just yelling and being angry Mm. and sad and broken and yet you know I had to grieve that to be able to continue to walk in the peace where he was leading me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, same with you know the some of the job things the relationship things and even when the relationship started with Danny I mean I was scared yeah it's like lord am I being crazy this feels crazy Mm-hmm. And I just did this and it didn't go well and it yeah, hurt and yeah. all of those Absolutely. doubts. Um, but he met you there. He did. I remember there was a moment after I was, you know, wrestling with the new relationship of like, 
God, this feels crazy. Are you sure? Mm. And I just sense very much, Lindy, uh, first of all, like, don't put me in a box of logic. Mm-hmm. I can work outside of what's logical. <laughs> um, but also, I just sensed him saying, like, I am I am going to walk you through what it means to really be cared for mm. and to really be loved. And I'm going to use this person to demonstrate my love for you. Oh, that's good. And honestly, that terrified me. My honest response was like, I, I don't know that I'm ready for that. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> and I, for me... This was the trick, Heather. For me, it was because I didn't earn it. I felt like, but I haven't earned that yet. This Mm. guy doesn't even really know me that well. Mm. And you're going to use him to show me your love? And that just felt terrifying. And that seems so silly, but Mm. I was terrified because I felt like I hadn't earned his care or love yet. And yet, again, God was like, I I can work outside of that. Mm -hmm. Um, My love is not to be earned. And it, it cannot be earned. And um, that's called grace. <laughs> yes. Um, and that that was hard for me, but so good. Yeah. Oh, goodness. He's given you a picture, too, of marriage. This is what mm-hmm. it, I mean, that's what it takes to be married. It, you have to be able to trust mm-hmm. your husband. You have to allow God to work through your husband to make you more like Christ. That's yeah. the whole reason. It's, right? you know, it tells us in Ephesians that marriage is supposed to be a picture of Christ in the church. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm 18 and a half years in, and that's still a hard thing. He mm-hmm. still consistently uses my husband to make me more like Christ. And so... Yeah. You know, the Lord, it, he just breaks down those mm-hmm. faulty uh, ways of thinking that we have. You know, mm-hmm. you've mentioned a couple of just fear-based and things, you know, not having grace for yourself. Like God just consistently is so kind and gentle. But think about how awesome he is to use a loving, wonderful man. You know, I he know. could use <laughs> he could use a lot of things to teach us and correct us and mold us into his image. And he's, he's using a, a wonderful man. <laughs> he is. Yeah. And. <laughs> I'm so grateful I was willing to say yes to that, How mm. you know, however scary it was. Yes. Um, Change is always scary, though. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So take us to where you are today. We've already been, spoiler alert, we've already told everyone you're engaged, <laughs> but yes. y'all, and you already said you've moved back to Oklahoma City, so give us yes. kind of the cliff notes thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, for, for us, um, neither of us were from California, and when we started seriously talking about our future together, you know, of course, meaning marriage, it's like, Okay, nobody knows how to be prepared for marriage, right? But I think for us, we both deeply value being healthy individuals, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, you know, all of those ways. And that was really hard with just such a um, transitional culture um, that we just found ourselves in. And when it really came down to it, neither of our families were there. And we both realized there was so much change happening and Mm -hmm. we just weren't able to find much stability in in the season we were in. So when we were talking marriage, it really came down to, okay, well, in order to walk into marriage as healthy as possible, you know, you're never going to be perfect, but just in order to really invest in that for me and for us that we were in agreement on was Mm -hmm. we both really felt like the things, the the variables that need to be on the table were family, community, Mm -hmm. healthy church, um, support system, you know, good counseling. And we knew all of those things already existed here just because of, I've been born and raised here. Those things have already been invested. Of course, those will feel new to each of us coming back. Yes. But we knew those things have to be present for Mm -hmm. us personally to feel like we're walking into marriage well. Yes. And so smart of you guys. Thank you. Um, you know, that took a lot of wrestling, um, for both of us, there were things we really loved of California that of Mm -hmm. course we'd have to say goodbye to for now. Mm -hmm. And yet, um, we also knew what we were saying yes to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, our prayer has been, um, that we could 
really invest well here, mm-hmm. you know, for a good marriage, for a healthy marriage, because yeah. marriage is hard yeah. and we're not married yet. And so <laughs> we know that in theory and we're learning, you know, step by step what that looks like in reality mm-hmm. um, and knowing like the people that we really want to hold us accountable and to mm-hmm. invest in us in the hard seasons and in the good seasons. We knew that already existed here. Mm-hmm. Of course, we could create that anywhere. Right, right. We just knew we had, you know, a leg up yes. in that already existed here. For sure. Well, I know that I'm not alone when I say your community here was thrilled to hear <laughs> that you guys were choosing Oklahoma City. <laughs> Thank it's you. such a fun place. Yeah. And, um, and it's changed a lot in the two Definitely. years that you've been gone. So much. <laughs> I feel like I have to relearn this place. <laughs> but it's good. Well, we're so excited. And your wedding is in, is it... August. Mm-hmm. That's right. So just so a few months away. Just a few months. So right now you're in the thick of wedding planning. And Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So we find ourselves in a weird season again because neither of us have jobs. <laughs> you know, neither of us have a home. And, um, you know, trying to figure out a wedding and plan a wedding is kind of a full-time job. Mm-hmm. You just don't get paid. And, um, <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, we're also just really getting stretched even here. Again, do you yeah. feel like... Obviously, it's comfortable. It's a little more comfortable because you're home. But do you mm-hmm. feel like since you had that whole season in California that was unknown, now here you are again in an unknown season? Do you feel yourself handling it a little different this time? Honestly, I think I've I think I've handled it worse in some ways I would have expected. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I would have thought it had been easier. Mm-hmm. And we have been so blessed. Like people have already been more than generous mm. so praise the lord for that and we're grateful for that but i think i just would have expected the the unknown season to be shorter mm, yeah and that's not necessarily been um, what's true of our story right <laughs> yes. now and but praise the lord that you know we have things like journals where you can look back yes. right and yes. i've i've desperately needed to um, keep reminding myself of how he provided both big and small like the mm. neon signs in the sky and those tiny 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 details mm-hmm. um of where he is, what he's doing, and where where he's at in my mm. life, and how he's he's got it. Yeah, and I literally don't have to worry. Yes. So I think for me that has been one of the most beneficial spiritual practices is just that remembering. Yeah. And whether it's looking physically at a journal or just sitting and meditating on and thinking about where God has taken you. Absolutely. You know, that has just encouraged my heart more than almost anything. Absolutely. Because you can't deny his activity. So no. then when you can't deny, it's the whole reason for this podcast because <laughs> when we can't deny his handprint in our beautiful stories, then it gives us what we need to go forward from there. And exactly. when we can look back and say, oh yeah, you didn't leave me alone. You actually did all these things. It gives us that like spiritual gusto to move forward again. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even this just today to remember how crazy some of this story was is encouraging for the reality I'm in now. Yes. Of like, oh yeah, the other day I was really discouraged and thinking like none of the job stuff is working out. Mm. God, like what's the deal? Mm-hmm. And yet he has always provided, Lindy. Like yes. he has always met your needs. Yes. And it might be uncomfortable. He doesn't say it'll feel good. You know, that it's the waiting and it's mm. the, the wrestling where we really grow. And you know, that trust in the Lord just has a new depth. Mm. I'm going to choose to be grateful for that also. <laughs> we know his peace surpasses understanding that mm. it, it can can't always be explained. Oh, that's so good for any of us. Um, well, if you've listened to this podcast before, you know I, I love to end with your life here. So what is making your life beautiful currently? Gosh, you know, in in the time that I have while being an employed um, and job searching, which is hard, I am desperately trying to soak up the time that I do have. Mm. Um time to have coffee and reconnect with people yeah and just spend more time in prayer or journaling or Mm -hmm. you know to sit in the backyard and just be in nature 
and Mm -hmm. remember who God is and have time to reflect. So I'm very much trying to make the most of the time. And that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. There aren't many seasons like that in anyone's life, really, where you just get to have that time. And um, I'm very much a quality time person. So having the opportunity to meet up with my cousin, Mm -hmm. you know, at her house to catch up while her little one is napping. And of course... Wedding planning. Wedding and... planning. Yeah, all the wedding planning, which is is so fun and yet hard for an indecisive person. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, uh, again, trying to make the time. Like, I get this time with my mom yeah. or with our sweet wedding planner who's a dear friend yeah. or, you know, doing a podcast like this. So I think that's what's been beautiful in this oh. season. Well, thank you so much for yeah. spending part of your day with us here. This has been such a blast. And I, I mean, truly... Your story is one of my favorites because, first of all, I love the beach. I just yes. feel like really good things happen at the beach. Amen. And I mean, what better thing than God bringing you your future husband? I know. I'll take it. To the beach, <laughs> walking up to a bench. And for our listeners, the pic- there is a picture of Lindy and Danny on that bench. That specific one. <laughs> on the bench. So uh-huh. the picture that is connected to this pod- podcast episode when it when we air it is the bench. It's the, the sacred place where God introduced yes. them. And I love that. And I also... Um, if you want to go follow Lindy on Instagram or connect with her, I know that she would love that. Definitely. But there are some incredible pictures of her when he proposed. We didn't even get a chance <laughs> to talk about your proposal, but I literally saw the picture of you and showed my phone to my girls immediately. And I, I told my daughters, do not settle for somebody that doesn't bring this kind of joy to your face. So sweet. Because I you, oh, you're full of joy. And you always have been. <laughs> Honestly, that's something I love about you. I feel like your joy is just contagious. Thank you. I really do. But seeing your face, I mean, there's just no denying that God has done such a great thing for you and brought you the man of your dreams. He did. He a, sure did. In a very <laughs> unique way. Yeah, so in a way I would have never expected. No, I love it. I love love stories. I love engagement stories. And so this has just been a blast getting to walk down memory lane with you today. Thank you. That's been fun. <laughs> You're welcome. And listeners, Lindy and I hope that you were encouraged by this story. And we hope that you will take some time to connect with the God who loves you so deeply and who wants to be involved in your everyday. Mm-hmm. And we hope that this has encouraged you to go out and fully live your own uniquely beautiful story. Thank you for listening to Uniquely Beautiful Stories with Heather McInear. Share this podcast with a friend and subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. Now go live your own story.